camera at you. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're, I got stuck. I got stuck. I got stuck. Yeah. I got stuck. I got Wait. the balloons Wait, came. Cut it. Cut it's it. Not, okay. Okay. I can't hear you. I can't hear hope. I can't hear hope. I can't hear hope. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Okay. Huh? We're good. I'm checking YouTube. Oh, there's no cord. Huh? It's not attached. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is what happens with the stampede. I'm still talking. So we had an issue with the stampede, which we're about to show you in a, in a very hot second. Hope, just shove it in. Don't even worry about it. Just put it right in, right in the top part. Connect. Connect. Okay, you got it. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing. Okay, you want to do it again? <laughs> Yay. I'm going to overcome right now. You are. You're an overcomer. Happy 100th episode. Yeah, you can know. Okay. Sorry, Coming guys. Back. It was supposed to be a really big, momentous thing. And for the most part... It was, except for you couldn't hear a daggum thing and all you guys. Oh, you could hear it, just not very loud. I was over just here. Just through your microphone. Yep. And I was like, woo! <laughs> but the balloons fell too fast to cut, and then I, well, I couldn't and, cut. My and hand. we're having a hard time lighting candles. Like, is this an omen or something? <laughs> Does no, this mean this anything? This is the whole pot line. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I'm over it. What do we got? Do you want to show them what it is? Do you want to show them what it is? Show them what it is. Show them the show them what we got. What took what took forever today? Well, it took forever, but still, uh, yeah, that's great. That's the stampede. It's yeah. a big, huge stampede. Thank you, Heather. Yes, thank you, Heather. I oh. almost want to go straight to the questions. Not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, I'm not kidding you. Okay. I'm so. We shall overcome. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Whatever. Yeah. Play the video. Okay. Are you ready for this? Do you want me to go through all the other things, or are we going right no, to the video? just play the video. All right, here we go. Pastor Hope, it's your African sister here, wishing you a big congratulations on your 100th podcast. You're such a big inspiration to everyone around the world, and we love you so much. Congratulations on your 100th episode, Pastor Hope. From your first and favorite guest that you've ever had on your show. There's a reason I was first, I know. Congratulations. Congratulations, Hope, on your 100th podcast. I love what you're doing with it. You girls are all doing an amazing job. I've learned a lot. I've laughed a lot. And I, most of all, I feel like I'm still sitting there hanging out with you girls and I miss and love. Keep it up. Can't wait for the next 100. I'll be watching. Love you. Miss you. Congratulations. Hey. Uh, <laughs> this is so awkward. I just think I'm making videos. Anyways, it's not about me. It's about you. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Um, thank you for helping all of us with our walk with the Lord. And I love you. And you're an amazing woman of God. And I can't wait until we hit 500 episodes and 1,000 episodes. Um, thank you for letting me a part, be a part of it. Seriously, I love you so much, Hope, and you deserve the whole entire world. 
Hi, Hope. Congratulations on hitting 100 episodes for your podcast. That is such an awesome thing. Thank you so much for all that you do, all the topics that you cover, and especially all your prayers. They're so powerful. Keep up the awesome work for this kingdom. It is a better world because of you. I am so happy to know you and call you a friend, and congratulations. God bless. Hi, Pastor Hope. Congratulations on your 100th video. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of the first 100. I can't wait to see what you have in store for the next 100. Love you. Happy 100th podcast, Hope. We love you so, so much. You've easily become one of my favorite people. I appreciate everything that you've done for me and for CJ. And we just wish you the best year and all of the viewers and all of the blessings. Love you. Hey, Hope. I already sent a video, but imagine this. It was too long. So I just wanted to tell you how proud I am of you and how much I love being a part of the podcast. Keep doing great things. Congratulations, you did it. 100 episodes. I can't wait for the next 100. Love you, girl. Hey, congratulations, Pastor Hope, on your 100th podcast for the Hope Hotline. I'm so proud of you. The best is yet to come. This is going to be your best year yet. I am so happy and excited for what the Lord is doing and about to do. Love you, my friend. Be blessed. Oh my goodness, it's your 100th episode. I just have to say, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything that you've done and all the work you've put into this. Hope you've been an inspiration to me and I know you've been an inspiration to others. Keep up the good work. I love you. God loves you for pushing out his message and I just love you. Congratulations, Hope, on 100 episodes. That's such a huge deal. I'm excited for the next 100 episodes. And uh, the growth that you've been experiencing is uh, is actually not a normal thing. So we're going to see even more growth. We're going to see quadruple the growth with the next 100 episodes or even more than that. And uh, I'm ready to, to see uh, people around town recognizing you uh, for your podcast as well as Tom. So congratulations. Love you. Congratulations, Cupcake, a.k.a. Pastor Hope. So proud of you on your 100th uh, podcast. 2024 has so many wonderful things ahead for your ministry with podcast as well as the whole church, whole Foundation Church. We're going to look back and, and just be in absolute amazement. So many marvelous Christian families and people that come here that love the Lord, which makes the difference. So again, congratulations, and I'm watching. Congratulations, 100 episodes. Can you even believe it? I think back on the time where I first learned that you were gonna launch this podcast, and I thought, this is genius. This is right up your alley. You're so full of life, so full of wisdom. And I am just so thankful and blessed to be a teeny, teeny part of what is the Hope Hotline. And I just know that moving forward, the next 100 episodes, it's going to be even better. And the best is yet to come. Love you so much. And remember, it is the thought that counts. I just snuck out of my room through a window to do this video. I'm so proud of you, Mom. You're at your 100th episode. It's so exciting. Um, I only know it's gonna get better from here because the Lord is already doing so much. Um, but I'm so proud of you. I just can't wait to keep watching you be successful in it. You're just amazing at what you do.
people obviously think that as well because they continue to watch you every single week. But I love you, Mom. So proud of you. Can't wait to keep watching you do this and get better and better throughout the year. Happy 100 podcast. I'm so proud of you and watching you over this last 100 podcast has been truly a fun and enjoyable time. Not only have you been funny, but you have shown all of us some really great topics and points in the Bible that we may have never looked at unless it was for you. I'm glad that we determined you're saved and I love you so much and keep looking younger because dang girl, you look good. A hundred episodes crazy. I cannot believe it's been a full year since we have been doing this. When you first asked me to help you do something crazy, you know I was all on board. <laughs> so thanks for taking me along for the ride. I have loved this so much. And don't forget, hope you be you. All right. Happy one year podcast anniversary. I guess you guys will be doing an extremely long seven hour long podcast right now to celebrate. Oh, wait, you guys already do that, so I don't know what you're going to do to celebrate it. But anyway, happy podcast, one-year anniversary. Love you. Congratulations on the 100th episode of the Hope Hotline. I love you. Thank you for letting us be on the Hope Hotline. Woo! Woo! Backup plan for the microphone, which no our brain cells plans. aren't working yeah. because the stampede took too long to pick up yep. because they lost the order, which buried the cat who made the hat and whatever, something. Okay. Whatever. We're here now. Whatever. We're, We're here. here now. We did it. And so. Barely. But. You most poor professional. Thing. Most professional podcast is what Logan said. It's. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. It's up. We're good. We're good. They're We're still good. wood? No, no. It's back on. We're Are good. Are they saying We're there's good. no sound still? No, they, it's back <laughs> on. We're good now. We're very sorry. Yeah. But as are. I have said a hundred times, yeah. this is the most professional uh, podcast you will ever tune into. Ever. Anything can happen. Anything. It is by the grace of God we've reached a hundredth episode. <laughs> Literally. It'll be by the grace of God that there's a 200. Yes. But there will be a 200. And what that looks like, I have absolutely no idea. Even more amazing. <laughs> but at least you can hear me. And yeah. we're very, like, it's a little tense, yeah. but it's a little... 
Again, I, as I sang, but you could not hear, we shall overcome. We shall overcome. Yeah. Courtney said you were loud enough that she could hear you, just not through your mic. Okay. Because well, she said you're you very go. loud, Hope. You know that. I am very loud. <laughs> so there that's Courtney's go. input. Whatever. I know. All right. Way to go, Tracy, on killing it always. Creative ideas. That was super sweet to ha- Heather, see everybody. Heather was a huge part of that. So Way to go, Heather. Heather, too. Brainstormer. That was so helpful. Yep. So helpful. Um. I love each and every single one of you guys that tune in. Thank you for making this go to 100 because seriously, without your questions, it does not happen. So you have to have questions to answer in order to have a podcast. And then all of you that tune in that do not send in a question, I sincerely thank you because our numbers are live. Our live numbers are like off the charts great. And somebody who's been doing this for a year uh, for me to have the numbers I have, like Aaron said, it's crazy. Like it's nobody is this blessed this fast, but every single person in this room that helps participate and prays over this thing, I, I pray every single time, uh, every single day, or pretty much every single day that the audience numbers would increase, but everything that everyone that participates, that their hands would be found with favor and they would prosper in every way. And that includes you as you watch this too. So mm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, yeah. now you can do Thank because you. now we'll flow into our normal because we will be answering questions. But again, sorry for the beginning. <laughs> At least you saw what was supposed to happen and use your imagination because that's <laughs> oh all we got. Gosh. There you go. Okay, well, it's officially season two. And so as you can see, if you look at our little Celebrate 100, we now have season two at 100 episodes. So that is very, very exciting. Thank you so much for being here. And we're just going to get better and better. That's what it comes down to. Better and better every single episode. Um, So we have a new graphic. Um, I kind of split it up for you guys. So if you are on Facebook, what you can do is like and share and comment. And then you can jump over to Rumble. See that arrow? Jump to Rumble. Go over to Rumble and there is a live chat there and you can like there. Um, There is an opportunity to follow as well. So if you're not already following on Rumble, go for it. Um, If you go to YouTube you can subscribe there. And the cool thing is if you subscribe to YouTube, then guess what? You'll get a notification and you let us, it'll let you know when we are going live or when we are live. Um, again, then you jump back over to Rumble. Um, Black Robe, you're welcome to stay on Black Robe. Um, the conversation usually is flowing over in Rumble. So if you want to be an active participant, um, Rumble is the place to be. And we have audio podcasts. So if you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, any of those things, um, it is available for you to watch or for just for you to listen. Uh, and next, we have our merch. As I said in my little video, you be you. So get your shirt. And we got a mug and our spoon. And the spoon is really amazing. If you haven't seen it yet and you go to our church, you can come over and uh, check it out. It's amazing. It's actually like really it's amazing. It's great quality. Um, and then we need your questions. So last but not least, um, when it comes to all of our little fun things that we talk about, we really do need your questions. So send those in. Ask Hope at HopeHotline.com. Um, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be super complicated, but Hope loves when you kind of give a backstory so she can kind of see where you're coming from when it comes to your questions. And we have Dare to Be, which is not this Monday coming up, but the next Monday, January 29th from 6.30 to 8 p.m., uh, Hope will be speaking, and that is here right at Foundation Church. And um, we have a few more days left for the fast. And so if you are participating, congratulations if you made it this far. <laughs> and back to Hope. Yeah. 
Thank goodness, because the six to six is killing. I like. I'm sure. I'm not kidding you. I'm sure if you weren't fasting right now, you probably would remember. Would have remembered. Plus, you were scattered. So it's a stampede. So next That's time, all I'm good. Not, next time, I'm not going to be responsible for picking anything up. It was just, yeah. It, we all did our best trying to put up the things together and be teamwork, but. Yeah, next time. Yeah, next time. It'll I'm be just somebody gonna else's say responsibility. No. I'm just going to say no. It's all good. <laughs> I know. It's all right. That's what happens. It does. Now, this is great. Heather made me this. Oh, yes. Look how sweet. You can't see it very good. Yeah, pull it to your face again. Do it right on your face. Yeah, but it's the light, I think. I know. It, yeah, but it's So you can't to... see it very good. Hold on. Let me bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, oh. that was kind of mm. good, but you had it. It is. <laughs> I saw that, Tracy. <laughs> Do you want to know what I was just thinking? We have 91 people tuned in right now. What is that? 91 people are tuned in right now. I love you, 91 people. <laughs> I love you. This right here yeah. is every single guest that has been on the podcast this year. And Jer was right. Heather, I mean, Heather. <laughs> not Heather's husband, Tracy's husband. Tracy's husband was my very first guest. He was. He was. And he made sure. And he did knew. good. <laughs> He'll be back on someday. Yeah. Um... Okay, wait a minute. There was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. See, yeah, I guess maybe you should pull the plug on the microphone every single podcast, oh Tracy, so that we, we get have everybody. Good yeah. <laughs> Not that, well, we always have good numbers. What we am do. I saying? We do. That's but really good. Like, but thank you guys yeah, for special. tuning in right now. Yeah. Anybody got to want to add anything? Because otherwise, the balloons have dropped. We're ready to roll. Oh, by the way, I okay. love that pink that you have on the background for the graphics. Oh, good. Whatever comes in here is released. Amen. I like that little pinky look. Yeah, okay. Something a little but, different. What is that? Something a little different. What do you yeah. think about your background? Are you, you wanted to keep this? Is this like the Hope Hotline or season two, a new one? What do you think? I look at Heather as if my brain is actually, because <laughs> usually we brain. think the same way. I know. So I'm like, what are you thinking? I know. Yeah, okay. that'd be fine. Okay. But I don't know because I, know. I really like that I background. I know you do. So I mean, like, I'm a par- I'm a creature of habit, but I do like change. No, but I don't know how much. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we can Depends. think about it. We can think about it. We got time. No, the balloons do not bother me. I'm not like my husband. I can actually function <laughs> with things moving and whatever. So, Galena, you killed it on the balloons, though. I know they're so pretty, girl. All right. So let's go to the first question, and then we'll have the peanut gallery give their two cents. Why do we say marital vows? Is it biblical? Why do we say marital vows? Is it biblical? Um, Actually, marriage vows are not in the Bible. They were created by Thomas Cranmer's, and it's the Book of Common Prayer. So that's where they were actually created. That was in 1549, and they are a Middle East. Medieval prayer originating in the England church. So, now, uh, I would say that, I mean, I think vows are super important. Um, and the vows may not be um, the vows, uh, well, people write their own vows nowadays, but like if you look at specific vows that people would consider a church vow, that vow is actually out of the Bible. So they're using biblical principles, biblical um, standards in those vows. So are they biblical? Or, yeah, I I mean, I think that even though there's not a Bible-based vow, 
that you can pull and this is the one you're supposed to read. I think that the vows, like my vows that I had with my husband were the standard ones. And um, when we, when we got them, the, you know, where it says love, honor and obey, Mm -hmm. that's obey was out. Like it had been taken out of the vows, I guess, because women don't want to do that anymore, even though it says to submit and, and listen, I gotta, I, I gotta do that. So no critiquing. If you see me drink some Red Bull, I don't need to hear it. Just keep moving on. Mind your business. <laughs> Mind, on. Your business. Huh? Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your beeswax. <clears throat> That's right. Um, so when I got married, I wanted love, honor, and obey in there because it's very, very important. It says that the wife is to submit to the husband, and I wanted him to know. I wanted Tom to know that that I was making that vow to him. And so you should have heard the gasps in the church because they hadn't heard that in a while. It was like, and I was like, how in the world is this so shocking? Or is this so like backwards to people? It's actually biblical principle. And it was like, as if I had said it's something taboo, which is crazy to me because if you marry the right person, the right person is not going to use, abuse, and uh, misuse that word, yep. right? If you marry the wrong person, which if you ask the Lord who you should marry, then he's going to he's going to align you with somebody who is biblically sound and will um, treat you the way that you should be treated. And when you say uh, when you give that word obey and your and your vows, it's not like you're now saying use, abuse, and uh, I'm now your waitress. I'm now your maid. I'm now everything that I don't want to be as a wife. No, that's not what it is. It's actually you're elevating yourself to like a queen position and you're elevating him to the position that he is, which is the p- priest of the home. So um, I just was at a wedding on Friday last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was um, Enquette. He got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an evangelist. Um, he, and and he's, a, he's a phenomenal evangelist. Well, he just married a young lady, and you should have heard the vows, not the written ones, the ones that Pastor Rodney mm-hmm. gave okay. for each of them, for each other, like straight out of the Word of God. They were like, and then the ones that they wrote to each other, yeah. like people would have fainted if they heard what she said, how wow. she was going to, how she was, what she with the covenant she made with him, yeah, they would have been aghast. Oh my goodness! Like, Interesting. They would have thought she was the the least feminist on the face of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I was like, I literally wanted to stand up and applaud both of those two. Oh my gosh! Because his vow to her was as Christ loves the church, yeah. which was not only Pastor Rodney's, but then what he vowed to her with his own mouth, yeah. with his own vows, yeah. was like killer, mm-hmm. and then her the same. I, I, I was like, man, I want a copy of those suckers <laughs> and say to people, can you, can you align that? yourself up with yeah. this? Because if you can't align yourself up with this, with your spouse, the future spouse, don't marry them. Wow. Is that good? Wow. It was really good. So uh, kudos yeah. to those two. Um, but I just think, um, let's go to Matthew 19, four through six. It says, and he answered and said to them, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his mother, father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become 
one flesh. Okay. So now you're no longer one person and you need to, if if you're going to marry somebody, you need to remember that it's no longer like a lot of people look at when they get married to somebody, it's still separate bank accounts. Mm -hmm. It's still separate. It's to a certain degrees. It's still separate lives. And I'm not saying you can't be an independent person because you should absolutely be an independent person. I am, I'm not one that I'm calling Tom all the time. Like, what are you doing? Where are you at? Like, keeping tabs, okay? Um, he doesn't do that for me either. Uh, we intermittently will contact each other, but it's not... A lot of times, I wonder when a spouse is calling somebody all the time, I wonder if there's trust issues. Mm-hmm. Or what's, or if there's an insecurity issue. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not like when you're first dating. Like, when you're, we, me and Tom, the first three years, like we didn't get to live together. So we were on the phone with each other or texting each other, or we saw each other every single day, like normal dating couples, like normal dating couples. That's, that's the norm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Put yourselves on. Okay. (laughs) Really fast. Two cents. Okay. okay. Correct. Like that's normal. You're going to, it's not a sign of insecurity or like, or whatever. Cause you, you are going to phone call each other every day. You are going to, it's not like you're worried about a trust issue. Right. Right. I mean, didn't you do that, Sarah? Did you call your husband like quite often and he called you back in the day? We didn't really have tech. I didn't have a phone. Like Mm -hmm. we had to do pay phones. We had those walkie talkie phones. Oh, the yes. Nextel? The Nextel. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, all the But time. we didn't have but those just yet. So you would just say, hey, well, how you doing? Correct? That's yeah. normal. Like kids text today. Right. Yeah, it's like texting today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tal, is that normal in, your, in, in life today? Like you text each other all the time. You're not like asking where you're at because you're worried that somebody's yeah. cheating or whatever. No. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah, you do the same thing with Jay? Oh, yeah. We were on the do you, phone you all the time. Were with each other all the time? No, because he lived in Tampa when we were dating. Oh, so you couldn't. It's kind of yeah. like Norma, how she's yeah. dating a guy in Tampa. Yeah. So they yeah. see each other as much as they can. But right. my Lord, have mercy. They're on the phone all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. That, to me, is a normal, healthy right. dating life. Yeah, they're right? learning each other. How about you, Galena? You can't see Galena. <laughs> You, she you doesn't remember. remember. I guess it's. I guess it really wasn't that memorative. <laughs> what is it? Not commemorative. Memorable. 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 Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, we keep. It wasn't around. that memorable. <laughs> Poor Galena. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. That's funny. <laughs> um, Galena's the one that sometimes she'll be texting or she'll be on, and she's a little bit like me. So that's when mm-hmm. I'm like, of course, Galena would say that. Yeah. Because I would say that too. <laughs> you texted a lot. FaceTime oh, and FaceTime. text it a lot. Okay. That's normal. Yeah. But when you get married, like, there should be some space a little bit. You live together now. So, like, it's not abnormal. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people should be saying hey to each other all the time. But I personally would go nuts. Yeah. I would go crazy. Would you like that? You're kind of independent. Yeah, I am. But Jared, like, ha- he's, he's, he has lots of words to say. So, and I like to hear his words. But if you're... Tom like, does too, but yeah, I might kill him if he was oh texting me or calling me like all the time. All the time. Yeah, like when you were day. dating. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Past dating. Right, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm a... I mean, listen, there's nobody I want to be with all the time. But yeah. if I'm not with you at that particular moment, yeah. please don't drive me crazy. Now you, he texts yeah. and calls you a lot? No, he, he'll call me though and he'll have lots of words to say. Okay. 
but not all day long, all the time. But when he gets on the phone, like he has a lot of words to say. Yeah, that's Tom okay. for the most part. Okay. okay, Talia, you don't count because <laughs> you're not allowed to date yet. Mm-hmm. And people <laughs> that are new to the podcast might be going, why? She's like definitely an older teenager, but you've committed to waiting till you're 18. Yes. Yep. An adult activity. Okay. And now, Sarah. So because we own a business, we're like talking all the time during the day. Yeah, but it's business related, right? It's business. So, and it's almost always texting because Derek's not great on the phone. So it's a lot of texting. And then another reason that we use texting is to warm the crock pot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) I could never. Listen, Tom will not warm the crock pot through texting. Oh my gosh! Because he's he knows that too many people can read. Get your phone, read what you write. I mean, there's a lot of innuendos. Uh, I have teenagers that could look at my phone too, so I try to be careful. At like, yeah, well, even the innuendos. Because <laughs> I've sent them and I've gotten no response. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I get nothing. Oh, oh my god! And then I'll be like, "Hey, you didn't respond." He goes, "I'm not responding to that." <laughs> and basically, you know why. And then when I worked for the mobile forensics company, I definitely realized why. Well, a couple times I did it on his work phone. Yep. That's, yeah. Yeah, not good. dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, you would know that. (laughs) It's not good. So back to One Flesh. So you're One Flesh. Um, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. So you are being joined together by God. So if you're being joined together by God, it's a covenant. The vow is basically, when you're saying a vow, I think it's super important. It's not biblical. But basically, you're saying to each other, um, to your future spouse, the one party is saying, here's what I promise you in front of a whole bunch of people and before God. It's like a contract because a covenant is a contract. All right. So you're basically saying, this is what I promise you in front of all these people who will hold me and keep me accountable to what I'm promising you. On top of that, to God as well. Now, maybe you say, well, I didn't get married. I got married by a pastor or a priest or whatever. I got married by the justice of the peace or I went to Vegas, right? Doesn't matter. Because when you guys got married, you made a covenant with one another, which means it's still before God. So, and, and, and people have been confused because they were like, am I really married? Because I didn't get married in a church. So am I really married? You're 100% married. Even though you didn't get married by a pastor or you got married by a justice of the peace or you ran off and, you know, did it by a notary or whatever. You're still legally married, okay? Um, so when you do that, you are committing and making a promise, and you need to stand by that. Now, I say all of that, but I'm going to go back to when you marry somebody, what the, what the Scripture said. It is very clear when you marry somebody, because I am going to hit a topic that I think is going to, I I don't ever use the P word, piss people off, but it's going to make some people potentially mad, okay? Because in this world, it seems to be very common what I'm going to talk about. So I'm done with the marital vow part. 
being biblical and all this other stuff, right? And let me make sure I finish that part up. Uh, is it biblical? Okay, I'm done with that. Okay, but we are going to hit a topic that I think needs to be talked about since somebody brought this question up. I think it's a great way to do a side note onto something else. It says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then, so at the very beginning, it says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. There's a reason why God said that. All right. Or Jesus said that, excuse me. And the reason is, is because back in biblical times, when a young man or a man married a woman or wanted to find a wife, what he would do is once he found the woman that he wanted to marry, he would go to be engaged to her. He would go to the father and he would pay. And you can go back in biblical times because you can see where this is. What I'm telling you is actually true. Um, Jewish custom was, is you go to the father and if she had a sibling, that's a brother, you would pay for her. You would pay the father some money you or whatever it was that was agreed upon, but you would pay for that young woman to be your wife. Um, and also any male sibling, right? So once that agreement was made, She's now going to be your wife. Now, she stays with the family until you're ready for her to come and live with you. And what you, what a young man would have to do is then he would go home to his father and mother's house and he would begin to build a room off of that home. Once the room was done, and if it took, it could take up to a year. So once that room was done, you go, you collect your fiance or the and you are now once you were engaged is basically like being married that's you are now committed there is no going back there is no nothing you are in it to win it that's why even though joseph when he um he was only engaged to be married to be married to mary but uh that's why he was going to file a divorce decree because basically when you said i want this woman to be my wife that was like binding at that time it's very significant that it says that a uh, a a man or a um how does it say for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two will no longer be one but uh, the two will be one okay so there's a reason why the bible is very clear that um, the young man or the man was to leave his father and mother. And the reason is, and it doesn't say that about the daughter, right? Or the girl. Well, it's because she's leaving her parents and she's now left that family, left that home. And she's going to join his family, his home, right? So that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. That, that, those ties are snipped for the girl, but when the man is still living with his mother and father, it is not snipped for him. And it needed to be because he's now going to be married to his wife, right? Now, where I think I'm going to tick some people pe- people off here is that the man is to cleave to his wife. A lot of times today, it's not an issue for kids separating from their parents. That's that's not usually a big deal at all. That's like happens when they turn 18, pretty much. They start, you know, not not that they necessarily leave the nest, but they go away to college 
or they start working, they start hanging around their friends. So you, you start seeing um, a little bit of independence, maybe a lot of, of independence. And so today's standards, that's not really an issue, right? But what, what I see a lot of in is the, the two shall become one flesh issue, right? When it's a blended family. And Tracy, I'm going to make you give your two cents on this because you have a blended family. Okay. What I think happens is when people become remarried and they have two sets of kids or maybe one family has uh, one set marrying in has kids and the other one does not. When you become, the two become one, and this is where I'm going to make some people really mad. Do not marry somebody that you cannot be one with. And that means is if you are a woman and you marry a man and he has no kids and you have one or two or however many, if you can't trust that man to discipline your children, if you can't trust that man to share your finances, whatever it is, don't marry him. Because you are now one flesh. Okay, Tracy, am I wrong? You are not wrong at all. Because a lot of times people think this is a second marriage for me, so I'm going into it differently. The first one didn't work out. And on top of that, they have another spouse. Mm-hmm. Like, So the woman has a, an ex-husband who wants to give his two cents and doesn't want the new husband to have mm-hmm. any say. Right. Don't marry then. Yep. Yeah. Because you will never be one flesh. Right. And I know you, that sounds harsh and people will be like, well, I don't want to not be married. And it might not have been your fault right. that you're not married. Right. Because the other person might have had an affair or whatever. Right. But somehow, some way, you got to make it work that both of you are making every decision together mm-hmm. and you trust each other right. equally that if your kids are by yourself with him... Yep. You trust him no matter what to discipline, to love, to do whatever as if they were his own. Right. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you're going to go for your third marriage because mm-hmm. the second one isn't going to work. It's not biblically sound. Right. Correct? Correct. And I think that's, I think, um, I think people like don't really realize when you're bringing children into another relationship with another person. Mm-hmm. If they see that one is easily to be manipulated or if they can get away with things, mm-hmm. like if a, a man marries a woman and she has kids and he has kids, then the kids will play off of each other if they're not a united front. Right. Oh, for sure. Which means your kids will not be healthy, spiritually speaking, but they will not be healthy as far as discipline mm-hmm. and just in life. Yeah. Yep. It's not good. House divided Give me fall. your two cents. Give me your two cents. A house divided will fall. Yeah, a house in divided general. cannot so, stand. Yeah. So, but but my question is for you because okay. because when you had to get you ha- you you didn't want to uh, you got married mm-hmm. v- your first marriage very happy planned always to be you yep. had twins yep. always to be together yep. right oh yeah that wasn't the same case for the other person because they were not. Um, I want to, is it too much to say? No, no, no. They were not faithful. Right, right. No, so it wasn't by your choice because you fought right. tooth and nail to yeah. try and keep it together. Yep. 
But then decisions are made and like you have no options, right? right and that's right. for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. are stuck in you because a guy or a woman will say, I'm not in love with you anymore. And then they hightail it out of there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can't, there's nothing so you can do. They're abandoned, right? right? Which right. is biblical. I mean, if the person wants to divorce you mm-hmm. and they abandon you, right. then you can. Right. But if you have kids, like if when you were looking to, when you were um, not maybe looking to find someone, but when it just happened that you found Jer. Yeah. Did you consider that? Like, oh, am yeah. I going to allow this man to to train up my children in the way that they should go? And do I trust him in order to do that? A hundred percent. That was a consideration. hundred percent. Yes. That was like the most important thing to me. See, I would think that that would be number one. Because how can you be a one? If you can't yeah. trust him with your kids, you definitely should right. never marry him. Right. But right. do you not know, I see so many people say, don't correct my kids. I'll correct my kids. Mm-hmm. That they're not your kid. I know. I, yeah. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Or the kids play the each parent against each other. Right. And and in your instance, this happened. But God forbid they have an additional child together. Mm-hmm. Then it's you favor that child because that's your kid. Not, right. you know, and now yeah. the parents are not the two parents, but then the ex is saying you treat the kid that you have better than you treat your own kid. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole nine. It is. Like you better really know when mm-hmm. you remar- mar- remarry that it's going to work out. Right. Yeah. And that you can, you too can withstand the storms because they might be coming. They might not. Right. It might be a beautiful thing. And <laughs> all parties, even though divorced parties can participate, like Jer and mm-hmm. his ex, they get along famously. Yep. Like that's not even an issue. No. So, but, but that's not always the case. Right. So I'm just saying, yeah. like, really think about it before you get remarried because remember that scripture is very clear. Yeah. And you may be uh you may be a person that says, "Yeah, I can leave my mom and dad. <laughs> no problem." <laughs> right. But can you become one flesh? Right. Cuz a lot of people, one flesh doesn't mean two bank accounts. Mhm. It means one bank account. Yeah. If you can't trust the person that you're supposed to marry with finances, then you trust is the key. It's the it's the basis for everything. And if you can't trust the person you're going to marry not to overspend or whatever the case may be, you mm-hmm. better not marry him. Mm-hmm. It's detrimental. Peanut gallery, two cents. I have another question. What do you think about women that work, not because they necessarily want to, but that they're concerned that, like, I, I what I've come across is a lot of women don't want to rely on their husbands for money because what if? Like, what are your what thoughts? What if it on doesn't that? make it? What if they? Yeah. What are your oh, thoughts? Oh man, that's like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's but it's well, so Well, did they often. marry going into it thinking that? Or did things happen to make both, them think both, that? Both, I've, I've heard it both ways. I've heard some people say, I got to keep making my own money. And then when you dig deep enough, you say, well, why? And they're like, well, you never know. You know, you never know. You should never have gotten married. Okay. You should have never gotten married. Because that's baggage you should not walk into with another person. That, that translates to other things while you're married to them. Mm-hmm. That if you can't trust them and give yourself wholly to them, you're holding back in other ways in that marriage. Yeah. That you don't even know you're holding back. That's dangerous. That's good. Now, I will say, and I say this like muy poquito, which is my <laughs> limited Spanish. Oh, my gosh. 
Sarah's pretty impressed right over there. <laughs> Sarah, I know no other. I, I know no other uh, Spanish. Pretty much. Yeah. I go to we go when we go to the river in Tampa, and they start singing the Spanish mm-hmm. songs. The songs, yep. The worship songs. All I say is watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> and they don't even know that I'm not speaking Spanish. I just sing watermelon. That's funny. Makes me look like I know. I, I have no idea what they're saying. I just say I that can't it, even look up the words. Oh, and yeah. as they're singing them, like them. Sumo, Sumo Casa or Su, I know it's house. Yeah, that's what I say. But I can't do all of those Spanish words mm-hmm. and then, like, I see them. I guess I'm blunt. So no. I'm pretty sure what they're saying is what they said before, like in English. I that's understand what that. Yeah. I can't. It's like so I just say just it. In that's English. not the problem. It's just like doing. Try. It's like doing. Have, listen. I'll say gibberish. It's fine. We'll get back to this question. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, one yeah. time, one time, in uh, me and Tom were in uh, the choir together, way back in the day. Yeah. Right. And kid you not, they had us sing a song while we're singing. We're supposed to do sign language. <laughs> okay, I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. Oh my god! So, and Tom, who cannot dance, he, he who barely makes fun has of me rhythm. all the time, huh? <laughs> and he makes fun of me all the time. Uh huh. Oh gosh! <laughs> Listen, I need you to. Fl- oh, somehow I need you to pull up the Christmas video, and when you go, <laughs> I I okay. pause that every now and then. It's oh crazy because it's so bad. <laughs> But so I think it was great. my dad, was we sing this it was really good. No, <laughs> of course not. It was not good. No, I will horrible. never get complimented for uh, dancing. It was terrible. <laughs> it was not good. So I literally do this song and I'm, I stink. And I can't tell you how many times we practice this song. I cannot get it. My dad, God bless his soul. I come down and he they're in the congregation and they're watching it and I was probably like 26 27. He I come down afterwards and I sit down and he goes, "Did you ever practice that song?" I mean, was that your first time doing it? <laughs> I was like, no, wow. but I stink. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. So I'm just saying to you, Talia, you may be able to look at the words, but me to sing them and look at them and say them at the same time, it's not English, people. It's Spanish and I don't know Spanish. And like every now and then when I do finally get one, I'm like feeling the top of the world. But let's go back. Okay. So okay. I'm just saying to you, Tracy. Yeah. And anybody else who yeah. wants to add their two cents. If you, like, if for some reason you marry somebody and they start showing signs of, you know, you can always tell mm-hmm. when it's kind of like veering off and going in a bad direction. Mm-hmm. I would say... Potentially start prepping, but even then I would be very careful because you don't like, it's like out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You don't want to start doing and speaking things that cause everything else to happen Mm -hmm. because life Mm -hmm. and death is held in the tongue and the things that you do, if you do them, you'll speak them. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't want to not be married anymore, and if you want to reconcile and to fix things, then you got to be really careful about what you're doing. I would, instead of preparing, I would be on my knees yep, fighting tooth and now spiritually speaking, yep. instead of starting a separate bank account right, right, or hiding money right, away in a right, pillow or right, whatever, you right, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because all of that matters. Yeah. I'd fight tooth and nail yep. to the bitter end. Yeah. And then 
whatever happens, happens. Sarah, what do you got to say about that? I've heard of women wanting to make their own money because their husband doesn't want them tithing or doesn't believe in tithing. And so they're like, well, okay, I want to honor the Lord. So I'm going to get my own job and I'm going to make my own money so that I can tithe. Now, if he doesn't want you to, though, I mean, I, I, I mean, listen, I'm about, I'm about as... Proverbs 31, as you can get as far as I don't meet that standard, but I'm just saying uh, I go after it, right? She did work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You only have to uh, honor spiritually uh, what somebody asks of you as a woman, unless it's not uh, if unless it's not biblical, then you don't. But um, there's ways, I think, for you to make money and still honor your husband if he's like saying, I don't want you to make money. I mean, I guess there's some people out there that are super unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And in which case I say, why in the heck did you marry him? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my, and maybe they weren't like that at the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah. But maybe some old people get really cantankerous as they get older. And mm-hmm. like, like the what used to bother them or didn't bother and bo- bothers them now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just, I don't know, man. I can't imagine being married to something like that. But Sarah, you're right. I have had people come and counsel us and say, come for counsel and say, I want to pay tithe. My husband won't give me a daggum dime. And I know that I'm only going to prosper in so much because the word talks about tithe and prospering through your giving. Mm -hmm. But I also believe God also knows the heart behind which if you can't give and you're trying to honor your husband, I think God will supersede all of that too because I think that he looks at the order in which things are to be placed. And so you're going to have to seek God out on it and figure it out. But again, I go back to he knows your heart. And if it's if your husband is dogmatic about you not working and he has good reason, some women want to work and they have small children. It's like, right. no, you had small children. He wants you to stay home. And even though he doesn't tithe, you have small children. Mm-hmm. You need to honor what he's saying and raise your kids. There are all these different circumstances to every yeah. single scenario. Yeah. And based on those scenarios and life, the way, you know, life's lifestyle or your home life or whatever will depend on whether or not, or determine whether or not you should do what you, you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I know girl, there's young women who want to like, want to do side jobs and have work and stuff, but they got real small babies. When are you going to do that? Yeah. Especially if he makes good money and there's no justification for you to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Then you don't leave the house. Yeah. And you just trust God mm-hmm. and he'll see it through. He will. Yeah. He knows the heart. What else? I think there's a super negative connotation for moms that stay home. I remember when I first um, had my oldest and they were, I met a lady and she was like, oh, you have to work. Uh, I feel really bad for you. And I, at that point, was like, what are you talking about? Like, I want to work. Like, I love to work. But I think the world has a way of making women feel bad if they just want to do those things. Like, stay home take care of their family. Oh yeah. Be a good wife, be a good mom. Like that's, it's almost like it's not enough. Oh yeah. When in all actuality, I've heard more, I've heard, I've heard that definitely, but I've also heard when I, cause I, that's what I did. I stayed home and raised my kids and homeschooled. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, um, and I, and I worked 
I was able to work part of that time from the house and things like that because God will always make a way to a certain extent. I mean, Tracy, that applies to you. Your husband owns a business. You stay at home with your daughter, Mm -hmm. but then you have side work that you do. Like It somehow always works out, Mm -hmm. but you homeschool and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I've heard women who had small children, she's like, I'd rather just drop them off at the daycare. daycare." Man, it's way easier to go to work every single day Mm -hmm. than to stay home with my kids. I'd rather not do that. I'd kill myself if I had to not be out of the house. So there are lots of women that prefer working because they prefer working, not because they need to. And it's way easier to go to a job. I've done both. And I will tell you, it's way easier to go to a job every single day than to stay home and train up a child and the way that it should go. So when it grows old, it will not depart. It's way harder to do that. Homeschool your kids. (laughs) You'll find out that that's true. It is. But it's the best thing you could ever do. And your children are the only thing that you get to take to heaven. You can't even take Mm -hmm. your husband to heaven. But your kids, you have the ability to make that happen. And so I say to you, pick your investment. What's more important? And um, some people can't. Some people financially just can't to make ends meet, especially in the Biden economy. You you cannot afford, for one parent, you might be able to if you tithe, Hmm. but... Still, like, a lot of people, they have to have two incomes. The the cost, I mean, the, uh, what is it? Uh, I think Tom was uh, on the podcast, his podcast. It was like um, groceries have gone up 20%. 20%. You know. People are like, 20%, no, that's nothing. No, it, it's a lot. Yeah, it is. If you have to do it weekly, yep. it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then you can include the increase in gas mm-hmm. and things like that and parts for your car when it breaks down you include all of those things it's very expensive and then families want to take their their family on vacation mm-hmm. yeah. so i mean it's like a catch 22 kind of thing some people are blessed that they can do it and if you're blessed and you can do it then you need to take advantage of it and some people it might mean you don't have the next new gadget out there and the trinket and you still could do it but you might not be able to get the newest car that comes out every other year or whatever. Make your decisions. Uh, but I would also say don't have kids if you don't want to put them first. Amen. Amen. Because outside of your husband or your wife, if you're married, yeah. and I don't mean homosexual wife and wife, <laughs> men and husband and husband. I mean, if you're a woman and you're married to a man, he's first, mm-hmm. then kids second. Right. God first, men, husband or wife second children after that Mm -hmm. that is the structure of a a a well-run family Mm -hmm. a well-run home and if you can't do that then don't do it yeah and your kids will reap the reward of knowing that they have a stable strong mother and father that are totally united Mm -hmm. and then you come next there's nothing more important than that yeah so i mean most kids that are so well-rounded that i meet and that are very balanced, they're, um, they, don't, may not, they may be coming from a b- blended family. That was irrelevant because um, the home structure was very sound and very strong biblically, where even the kids knew my parents are a united front. We, we can't get in between them. And we're number two. They're, they're, they are going, you're, we're never going to be able to get penetrate that force field, you know? Yeah. So, um, but... With that, okay. Like, I think I think I got. Oh, this is a good one. 
This is for all the people that think uh, like Pentecostals, Pentecostals are snake handlers and things like that. <laughs> Let's go into this question. Do you think the verse Mark sixteen eighteen they will be able to handle snakes with, uh, with safety and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Can be used today for the unhealthy way most of us eat. Do you think it's important to pray over every meal? Such a good question. Let's look at Mark 16 through 18. Uh, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will be, by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with how we eat. Okay? Um, it has everything to do with biblical times. When it talks about um, they will take up serpents, okay, that is because the way in Bible times people traveled— so it's not people who are up in the mountains of West Virginia. Sorry, Jer. People who are up in the mountains of West Virginia and they are in these wackadoo churches and they're like picking up snakes. Have you ever seen that? That's some crazy crap right there. They're crazy. Like te- it says to not test God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You might not want to test God. Um, but it's not because you should be able to pick up a snake and it not bite you. That's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about is back in biblical times, How did people get around? By foot. And so that meant that you were coming across snakes and things like that. What happened to Paul? He got bit by a snake. What did he do? He shook it off and put it into the fire. And that's where it's saying that we can do anything. Uh, If if something like that dangerous comes against us, then based on our faith, People will go, well, that was Paul. That can't happen today. That's not true. It says the word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it doesn't matter. And it says by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. That's past past tense for the present tense. All right. So by his stripes, we were healed. So today, if we ask anything in his name, he'll do it for us. So if you want healing for your body, if for some reason you were bitten by a snake, I mean, if you have no faith, and you have lots of unbelief, call the Dagum 911. <laughs> Let's get the ambulance out there to you as quickly as possible. I suggest most people call 911, including myself. Okay? I ain't playing with no snake bite. Yeah. I don't think I got it. I'm not to the level of Paul. Am I striving for it? Right. Yes. <laughs> but that's what it's talking about. It's not talking about these weirdos picking up snakes, which is what weirdos do they pick up snakes and then they test god and it clearly doesn't say it but it has nothing to do with that and as far as like uh you can drink anything uh poisonous or deadly okay let's also remember water was not good then right so there was not good water so some of the water was and it was not filtrated like we get so you had to be very careful but on top of that The Christians were being persecuted and actually being killed. And in some cases, that was meant for if someone poisoned their drink. So that was what that was standing for. It was not like, has nothing to do with eating healthy or anything like that. It had everything to do with the times and the era in which people lived. And again, that goes back to studying the word, understanding what the scripture says, not to offend who wrote that, that question, because really, that's what this podcast is all about. If you don't know, please ask so that you understand. But if you study the word, then you understand why that scripture was given 
at that time. The next thing. Um, now, praying for four meal. Isn't that what the next question, part of the question was? Let me make sure. It says, do you think it's important to pray every meal? No, I don't think it's important. And please, all of you religious people, don't have a flipping fit because I just said you don't have to pray before every meal. The Bible does not say that you have to pray every time you eat food. It does not. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. What is that? I agree. You agree? I agree. I mean, Agreed. do yeah. I pray before meals? Yes, not every meal and not all the time. Yeah. I pray, I pray, I mean, I pray a lot throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then I have specific times that I have set aside for specific prayer time. Right. Okay. I don't think God is upset because I'm not blessing my food. Do you pray before every meal? During this fast? Yes. During this, you mean, you're not <laughs> eating hardly like, anything. You're now. like, thank you, Jesus. This is so good. <laughs> She's uh, only eating like once like, a day. I'm like, literally, so, I'm like, yes. I'm so hungry. Talia, do you pray before every meal? Not every meal. Do you pray for before, like a lot of them or a few of them? Few. Few. That's what I thought. I think special occasions is when I mostly do it. Okay. I don't even, barely Thanksgiving. Tom's, Tom's in charge of the Thanksgiving prayer. Oh, gosh. And it's the shortest one, and everybody's like, yeah, man, he gets to pray every in. single time. Yeah. Because it's like less than yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Sarah, do you pray before every meal? No. No. You're all going to hell. <laughs> Yes, sacrilegious. We'll, we'll say the salvation something, message something, at the end. Huh? And we'll say yeah. the salvation yeah. message, a message at the end with you. Uh, yeah, we'll You'll get, I'll get you saved before we're all, okay. it's all said and done. Okay. <laughs> okay, what does it say? Oh, yeah. This is what the Bible says it, we should do. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's not pertaining to a meal. Right. And that's in Ephesians 5.20. Mm-hmm. It tells us that Jesus prayed before eating in Matthew 15, Matthew 26, Matthew, uh, Mark 8, Mark 14, John 6, and 1 Corinthians, okay? But it doesn't say that he prayed for every single meal before he ate it. It just says that he prayed over those specific meals. And some yeah. of them are the same meal. It's just in different Gospels because the four Gospels right. are telling basically the f- same four stories to kind of corroborate each other. I think, as, for me, I think as long as you're thankful, God knows your heart. He knows if you're grateful for the meal you're about to eat. If you miss one, or if it's not a practice of yours, I would say to you, is prayer a practice at all? Because if your prayer for the day is over your food and that's all God gets, he don't even need that. I mean, if that's all you can give him, it says that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. How often do you talk to to your best friend? Your, like, tangible best friend. If you talk to your tangible best friend... And you talk to uh, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, whoever you feel like you're communicating with. If you talk to those, the Trinity as much as you talk to your best friend, golden. Miss that blessing. But if you talk to God less and you give him the scraps and barely that, don't bother. He is worthy for, he is worthy for a conversation. It's not... It's not about being religious. It's about being giving quality. Quality time, quality worship, quality relationship. If he's not your first choice, if he doesn't get the most from you, then your blessing means nothing. And you need to know that. And a lot of people will be like, well, I pray every single day. But it's only over your food. And how much of a conversation do you really have when you're praying only over your food? 
He wants to talk to you. He wants to hear from you. He doesn't want to hear all of your requests. He wants to have conversations. And he wants to know your heart. There is, if, if the very being that gave up his only son for you so that you have eternal life does not deserve a good relationship of just conversation with you, then you need to examine whether or not God is really all that important to you or that relationship is everything that you think it, it is. Or is it just a relationship of convenience? You fit him into life where it's convenient for you. And that's not what it's all about because what God did was what was inconvenient for you, which is the very thing that meant the most to him, he sent to this earth for you. And if that doesn't prove how important you are, then I don't know what will. So we, in turn, should show him how important he is to us. And um, so blessings, say them, don't say them, but make sure that God gets quality time or the Holy Spirit gets your quality time or Jesus Christ gets your quality time of hearing your voice, hearing your heart, receiving thanksgiving, and then him blessing on you and loving on you in return. Amen? Amen. Agreed? Do you have really anything good. to add? Sarah, I think you have something to say. <laughs> do you? Because I think you do, and it's probably good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it kind of goes along with the question from Wednesday about the pork. It's like, are we so concerned about what we're doing and not actually like allowing God to just like let us be? We're human beings, not human doings. So a lot of times we get wrapped up in like, is this right? Is this right? It, and it's and it becomes very legalistic, and it's less about allowing like the king of the universe to have an impact and and a relationship with you in like every moment. If so. you really think about that too, because that is that because he is the king of the universe, right? And if you think, if you sincerely think some people that are watching this right now have never been important to anyone. Yeah. Never. You've never felt significant to anyone or maybe you just feel like life just passes you by and no one even knows you exist, but there is one that does. Mm -hmm. And to know that that the king of the universe, Jesus Christ who gave up his life for you, you're that important, you're not insignificant. Mm -hmm. And he's just waiting to hear from you. And it mm -hmm. says he sits at the door or he stands at the door and he's like knocking on your heart, only waiting for you to answer it, right? And to respond to him. The word is very clear. Unless he draws them in or draws you in, you're not going to really ever get your life right with him. He draws everyone in, but some people reject him, so he stops that after a period of time of you just saying, no, 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 I want nothing to do with you. Eventually, God's going to say, okay, I'm not going to keep bothering you. I'm not going to keep uh, pounding on that door. You want to come? Come. But God draws everybody in. And if you think about how significant you are, that he gave up his life for your life, and none of us are deserving of it. He was sinless. We are sinful. But through his sinlessness, we become sinless too. And it's so beautiful and so important. So if if there are people out there that really feel like nobody cares, I, I feel alone, 
You're not. And it's as simple as saying this prayer. And I want you to, if, if you need relationship with Jesus, if you have walked away and you want to come back, just say the simple prayer with me right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you did on that cross. My life will be forever changed because I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I thank you that you rule and reign in my life, that I can have conversation with you, that I can have relationship with you, and that out of everything and everyone, you will be number one. Where you say to go, I will go. What you tell me to do, I will do. And when I grow old and pass, I will reign with you forever and ever in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved and heaven is yours. But like everybody always believes that, no, you know that it gets great once we die and we go to heaven. No, God has a purpose and a plan for you, Jeremiah 29, 11. Okay, he has a great purpose. He has a great plan for you. And now it's your turn to find out what that is, to walk in it. And you think life is eh before? Just wait and see because he's going to blow your mind. I think each and every single one of us um, that are uh, in this room would sit and tell you that they have to pinch themselves just because of the life that God has given us. Not everything is always perfect. We don't always get what we want sometimes, but he sees us through. And when we get to the other side of it, we are better for it and we are stronger and uh, we are found with favor and You don't go life alone when you have him. You'll never feel like that as long as you stay in communication, you stay in the word. So if you have a good church, find a good church. If you don't have one, get in a good, good church because then it says, uh, the word says we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together and you will find like-minded friends who will love you, support you, hold, make you stay accountable. But man, you want to find some good friends, find a good church and it'll take you to the next level. Am I right, girls? 100%. Yep. Yes. All of us, I don't know. Put yourselves on. I know this is my 100th episode, but I don't care about a 100th episode. I would never, ever, ever want to know what life is like without those three girls. And the great thing is, is I never will. I never will because they're going nowhere and I'm going nowhere. And you, yourself, and Galena over there in the corner, we've put baby in the corner over here. <laughs> Galena too, but all of us, Galena was just telling me how just by attending this church, like her whole family has been radically, radically changed. Mm -hmm. You find a good church, mm -hmm. you could be the lowest of the low and you'll go to the highest of the high and iron sharpens iron. You don't need to go this life alone. Find people who will make you better through the word and through him And man, oh man, you'll be the happiest person on the face, the face of the earth. Next Wednesday's number 201. No, 200. No. You got it. 101. Oh, I can't is. count. <laughs> And I homeschooled my kids. <laughs> We're celebrating that 200. explains a lot, people. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. They're not in college for a reason. Oh my God. Tommy fights yeah. for a reason. Norma just sings. <laughs> There's reasons for that. Oh, 101, 101 on Wednesday. Yep. You'll be able to hear us. We'll make sure the cord is plugged we'll, in. We'll do it all. 
We are we off the fast on Wednesday? We are. Yes. All yes. the brain cells will brain be working cell. again. Every, Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See you on Wednesday. Thank you for joining in. Have a great weekend. See ya. 